You're listening to another episode of the Zag Eric Hope here, joined by Emily Ladau from the 2021 NLC New York chapter. We'll catch up with her. I've got a West Coast, East Coast connection going today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Let's get to it. All right, Emily, we found out that you have a podcast, I have a podcast. Let's talk about podcasts. What is your podcast about and how long have you been doing it? I have been podcasting for over five years now. It's called the Accessible Stall Podcast. And my co-host, Kyle Kachadurian, and I, we talk all things disability all the time. And as someone who's been doing a podcast that long, you've seen kind of the evolution and I guess people catching up to the idea and the concept of podcasts. How have things changed from when you all started to doing it now? When we began podcasting, there was not a whole lot of disability representation in the podcast space. There was some, but certainly not enough. And now it has grown so much, which makes me incredibly happy because I'm a huge believer in being the representation that you want to, in this case here, uh, podcast-wise. And so it's been a real passion project, but what's most important is that the representation has continued to grow. And have you changed the format much over time? Is it mainly you and your co-host or do you bring on guests as well? We bring on guests from time to time, but a lot of it is very conversational, talking about the experiences of what it's like to be a disabled person in a society where you're not fully accepted or quite frankly, even seen as fully human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that's something for the LA chapter out here. We, we've had some folks representing um, the disabled community in our fellows groups, and it's been really important to, to hear their story and encourage our advocacy on, on their behalf and to be good allies there. You know, what ways would you want to see folks in the NLC community um, either raise awareness in a different way or be an ally in a different way? I think that NLC has definitely been making a move toward disability representation, which I love to see. And the reason that I got involved in NLC in the first place is because I saw other disabled people that I know who were alums. And I was like, hey, well, if they're doing it, I also want to do it. And I believe that getting to be part of a community where people share the same values that I do, but may not necessarily be thinking outside of the bubbles of their own identity is really powerful. And for people who are involved in NLC, whether you're an alum, whether you're going through the process right now, the best way that you can be an ally is by continuing to lift up voices from the disability community by continuing to ask questions like, is this accessible? Is this inclusive? Are we including disability when we're talking about groups of identities and cultures? And I was curious, with the pandemic, what lessons about work and the workplace do you feel like you would want folks to know as it pertains to your community? I, I feel like the concept of, of, of being able to work from home has, has unlocked some things and also maybe uh, discouraged some things as well. How would you want folks to think through that? The pandemic has definitely been an extremely mixed bag for the disability community. Of course, on the one hand, it's been devastating because disabled people, immunocompromised people, people who were at high risk, their lives were lost. There was healthcare rationing. There was discussion as to whether the lives of disabled people were even worth living, whether they were worth saving. And that was a very scary reality and continues to be a very scary reality. 
But there are some silver linings if you can choose to look at it in that way in the fact that the pandemic showed us that we don't have to do things in the same rigid, inaccessible ways that we've always done things. So the biggest one being creating flexible or hybrid or virtual work environments, allowing people to work in ways that work for their minds, for their bodies. And I hope that that's not something that goes away as we continue to navigate this, not necessarily post-COVID world, but a world where we've now been experiencing COVID for two years. My hope is that we take that lesson and that we apply it moving forward. When we come back with Emily, we'll talk more about the work that she's doing, also a little bit more about her fellow's experience from last January. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Zag. We'll be right back. Yeah, Emily, we just wrapped the, the January experience for the 2022 NLC Fellows. They finished lead. You know, what do you remember about January 21? And you mentioned a little bit of what you uh, appreciated about the group, but tell us a little bit more about what that experience was like and how the rest of the six-month experience went. Gosh, I remember thinking that I had wished I could be able to meet everybody in person. <laughs> I was already so Zoom fatigued at that yeah. point. But that being said, what really was so powerful to me was after months and months of being strictly virtual because the pandemic had been ongoing already, the connections that I felt during that first meeting with fellows was unlike anything I had experienced really in the virtual realm in quite some time because it wasn't surface level. It wasn't shallow. We were able to come together in small groups. And I know it sounds cheesy, but just, you know, bear our souls in a lot of ways and share who we were. And that connection, especially in early 2021 when everything was just kind of confusing and we were still trying to figure out how to exist in a pandemic world, you know, the power of that human connection and of people who also really cared so deeply about humanity can't be underestimated. Yeah. And did you get a chance to put together a capstone project? And if so, where did that project take you? I did. I put together a capstone project, although I had a bit of an interesting story because right as my time in NLC was about to wrap up, I sustained an injury. <laughs> so I wasn't really able to deliver as much as I would have liked to, but I released a book last year uh, called Demystifying Disability, What to Know, What to Say, and How to Be an Ally. And so my capstone project was really around figuring out how to use that book as a tool to educate and to further conversations about disability and bridge gaps and meet people where they're at. So even though the injury uh, put a little crimp in that plan, I've still overall been able to use a lot of the tools and the skills that I learned to really make the book a resource to connect with other people. Yeah, I'm always curious when we talk to alums who have put out books, what was that decision like as you were considering publishing or some of the mechanics or the logistics of getting a book out into the world? What kind of things did you consider? It was an adventure and I'm very <laughs> lucky that I had a wonderful support team along the way who guided me through the process. But for me, educating people is my passion and making the disability experience accessible is something that I do 
every day in my work. It really informs how I live my life. And so publishing a book for me felt like a way to offer just one starting point for people or one point in their journey to be able to learn more about something that might otherwise be scary or intimidating or overwhelming to them. Disability is not scary. It's just a natural part of the human experience. And so writing the book for me was a journey of figuring out how to distill those messages and share them with people who might otherwise be unfamiliar with the topic. Yeah. And where's the best place for folks to find the book? I would recommend buying it from your local bookstore. I'm a big fan of supporting them whenever you can. It's also on IndieBound and Bookshop. Of course, you can get it on Amazon. Um, It's really available wherever books are sold in print and in audiobook and in digital versions. Love it. Well, we'll put that info in the episode description along with Emily's podcast info so we can cross-promote for sure. Thanks so much, Emily, for coming on. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Zag. Make sure to catch all the episodes that have already been put up. We dropped one earlier this week, and a couple recently are up there, too. Some more coming next week. Find those all the places you get your podcasts. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Zag Podcast. We'll see you there, and until next time, we'll catch you soon. 